Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Hour number two, a final countdown here on Vison Matt Brown, Adam Burke, producer stuff behind the glass, real person. And we had a nice little chat with Adam Levitan a little bit earlier. A couple of unders for him on the running backs, one on each side. And basically saying if he had to bet the game would go with the Eagles. I, I tend to agree. I've not made a bet yet, and it's because I feel like I want to bet the Eagles. And if that's the case, I think I'm going to get a better number the closer we get to the game, the more that it is promoted that Patrick Mahomes is healthy, the more that it is, I mean, we just got the Andy Reid news that they expect both of the receivers to play in Juju and Tony. I I think the more the news gets out, the more support we might get for the Chiefs. And if that's the case, that's kind of why I'm holding out. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think that I will get a, a pretty decent value on a money line bet on the Eagles, and that's probably how I'll go about it when it's all said well, and done. I don't have a ton of conviction, though, which is weird for me for a Super Bowl because I've, I've typically had a pretty decent conviction every year for, like, the last decade, basically. But this one, I just I just can't quite get there. Well, I think, I mean, that speaks to how good Patrick Mahomes yeah. is, right? I mean, he's just kind of the great equalizer in any game that he's in. Now, Tampa Bay was able to neutralize him a couple of Super Bowls ago, so we'll see if that ends up being the case here. But – it does seem like the more people you talk to, you know, whether they're from the betting side, from a metric side, from a fantasy side, whatever the case may be, it seems like everyone kind of has the same thought of like, well, the Eagles are better here, 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 and here, mm-hmm. you know, better at running back, better at wide receiver, better on offensive line, you know, better on defense, better pass rush, all this. And then everyone goes, yeah, but the chiefs have Mahomes, Right. 
Like that seems like just kind of the fallback if it's like, well, Kansas City has Mahomes. So he does ridiculous and incredibly special things and may do so in the Super Bowl. And then that will dictate the game. So I don't know. It feels like a lot of people are coming to the consensus opinion that the Eagles are just clearly the better team. But Mahomes is the guy that yeah. you don't really know if he's going to be good enough to just lead them to victory. It's basically you look and it's they're better at the quarterback position. They're better at the tight end position, though Dallas Goddard's certainly no slouch, but you're right. taking Kelsey 10 times out of 10 over Dallas Goddard. So, like, they're better in those two positions. And then past that, you start looking around and you're like, man, uh, certainly not at the wideout position, certainly not at the offensive line position. Defensive line, I think we could argue one way or another, right? I mean, both are really, really good mm-hmm. and been playing much better lately. Certainly the corners are better for the Eagles and the linebacker position is probably better for the Eagles as well. So it's like you start to get all that. I mean, I don't think there's a distinct coaching edge at this point. I mean, obviously Andy Reid, I regard him very highly. I think he's one of the top five coaches in the NFL, but I think Sirianni's kind of shown and proven that he is at least in the conversation of one of the better, if not top coaches in the NFL. So it's hard for me to say, well, you know, distinct advantage on the sideline over there. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I had the Eagles power rated number one, the vast majority of the season, right? And most people had the Chiefs. I had the Eagles. If I'm if I stick to my convictions, right, which it was, I think the Eagles are the best team. I think they're the most complete team. Then I should be on the Eagles in this game. The problem becomes there is still that hurts factor of I do not know how injured or not injured he is, and they're certainly not going to tell us leading into the Super Bowl how injured or how not injured he is, and that's the only thing that has me kind of like with a tiny bit of pause on the Eagles side. Well, and that was something that I talked about last mm-hmm. week was I wish we could have seen Hurts and the Eagles get tested against the Giants mm-hmm. because I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to get out of them against the 49ers. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Hurts if, let's say, he's got to throw 35 times for them to win. You know, what if he's got to throw 35 times for 270 yards for them to win a game? Can he do it? Do we know if his shoulder can do it? So I was like, that's something I want to see against the 49ers. Didn't get that. Didn't play out that way at all whatsoever. So I think it's still a great unknown Mm -hmm. coming into this game. And one other thing, and I actually want to get your thoughts on this, because I I wrote about this over at VEASAN.com based off of a tweet that Mitch Moss, one of our hosts on Follow the Money, had about the strength of schedule discrepancy between these two teams and historically in the Super Bowl where a team that had a strength of schedule that was at least 10 spots higher per Jeff Sagarin or team rankings, depending on, you know, which right. source he used for that year, the team that had the higher strength of schedule, 10 and three straight up dating back to 2000. So is that something that factors into your handicap at all here where let's be honest, the Eagles played a week schedule, played a week slate of quarterbacks. And then of course got, I don't want to say fortunate, but did what they were supposed to do into relatively easy games getting to this point. Does that worry you? Kind of not, and I'll tell you why. And mainly because, one, you can only play the teams that are put in front of you, and it kind of is what it is. But two, I mean, they beat the hell out of most of these teams. Right, I mean, like that's the other thing. It was like you look twenty-four to seven against the Vikings, twenty-four to eight against Washington. You go down thirty-five, thirteen against Pittsburgh, twenty-nine, seventeen against Houston. These are all double-digit wins, double-digit yep. wins. They 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 beat Green. I mean, you know, Green Bay ends up making a run towards the end of the season. They beat Green Bay. You know, put 40, 40 points up on Green Bay, thirty-five to ten against Tennessee, forty-eight twenty-two that game. I mean, you know, there was some extenuating circumstances there for the Giants in that first game of week 14. Still 48-22 there. You know, I mean, it's just like, they. yes, it was a weak schedule, but they were also 
they were also beating them down, right? Yep. I mean, it wasn't like they were squeaking by in these games. And so I think that there's something to be said, too, for dominance, right? Yes. And like, you know, I mean, in a league in which there is a lot of parity, and yes, it is a it is a weak schedule of quarterbacks and certainly a weak schedule overall when you look at it. But we watched bad teams win all all season long. We watched good teams get tested all season long. And outside of that one letdown game against Washington there in week 10, in which they lost 32 to 21, which is just a really weird game all the way around, you know, they had the two games in which Hurts didn't play. Um, they just they were just a dominant team. I mean, they just really did. And they get ahead and they're bullies, right? Because mm-hmm. they run the ball so well. So then they get ahead and then they just pound it on you over and over and over again. And it makes it so difficult to come back on them. And I do wonder if there is a game script in which where I'm, where I'm could be completely wrong, where I'm saying like, I don't think that this could be a run out. I think that this is a game that plays close, but could there be a, a game script in which, they get up, you know, let's call it 13 points or something in the game, and then it's just run after run after run after run, and then it's just like it, there's just no fighting back for, for the Chiefs, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I don't think, again, that that's the case, but we've seen it time and time and time again. Well, and that's the thing you think about to, to draw a college basketball parallel. Like, people always used to dog on Gonzaga for the mm-hmm. you know the conference schedule, and it's like, look, all they can do are play the teams that are in their conference – and they'd blow them all out. Yeah. I mean, almost every one of their wins would be by double digits. They would still do pretty well against the number despite some you know big spreads. But then they'd get to the tournament, and they would face really good teams, and they'd struggle. And people would be like, well, yeah, that's what happens when you don't play anybody. Mm-hmm. Sure, but also that's a one-game sample size where there's a lot of variance involved. So I'd be curious to see if the Eagles lose this game. Yeah. And let's say they lose 27-17 mm-hmm. or something like that, 27-13, whatever right. the case may be. People are going to go, oh, well, it's because they didn't play anybody. It's a one-game sample. It's a right. very random game in a lot of respects. And also in a game that, like we said, we we really and truly don't know how serious this injury right. is, is for Hurts as well. And I mean, even when we get to the postseason, right, yes, a, a, a Giants team that was outmatched anyway and was coming off of the win, whatever, they've been 38-7. Mm-hmm. And yes, I understand San Francisco didn't have a quarterback to throw a forward pass for a half, but they beat them 31-7, right? I mean, like they just, they took care of business against the teams they were supposed to take care of business against. And there is something to be said for that, yep. in my opinion. Uh, let's talk about some some tips that you have for prop betting here. You got three tips and you can find these over on uh, over on VEASAN.com as well. Yeah, I can rattle these off pretty quick, especially mm-hmm. the first one where it sounds obvious, but people just don't do it. And mm-hmm. man, I know you've been around this industry yep. a long time. I know you're very price sensitive. You know how important it is to shop around and get the best line. Don't take over 45 and a half on Goddard when you can find over 43 and a half for a receiver. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, don't take over 43 and a half when you've got a better number out there. There's a lot of things that you can do having different sports betting accounts, different outs, stuff like that, where you can take, you know, maybe you want Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP at plus 130. Don't take him at plus 115. Mm-hmm. Plus 130 is out there and pretty widely available. So shop around for the best price, whether it's the juice or just the line itself. And also at this time of the year, you can leverage some really nice sign-up bonuses if you're mm-hmm. in you know, a state that offers those. So you can use those to you know get your account started somewhere, be able to shop around for the best prices. That's really, really important. The second one I think is important as well. Avoid overexposure and think about game state. And you call it game mm-hmm. script. I call it game state. Yep. We're talking about the same thing here where – Let's say you like the Chiefs, right? You think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. So you want to bet Mahomes over yards, Mahomes over pass touchdowns, Kelsey over yards, Kelsey over touchdowns, all these things. You're tying yourself to one outcome that 
based on the the line for this game, is probably pretty unlikely. But if you think that the Chiefs are going to win big, then you start thinking about Jalen Hurts over pass attempts, mm -hmm. which is something that could come through even if the Eagles win and even if the Eagles play well. So when you think about game state, you kind of want to have a diversified portfolio of your props so that you're not just loaded up on one side where if Philadelphia wins 34 to 10, all of your bets are going to lose because yeah. you expected this one outcome from the Chiefs. That probably happened to people in that Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. And the last one, I just call this addition by subtraction. You can find this in the intro to the big game betting guide over at vston.com where it's generally better to have more of the minus bets than the plus bets, right? People are going to want to go bet a safety mm -hmm. and overtime and, you know, spray money around on all these you know, long shot first touchdown guys and all that kind of thing. There's a reason why you can bet a, bet a little to win a lot on those things because they're probably not going to happen. Yeah. So you kind of want to be more responsible. Take some shots. We talked about sure. some fun bets and stuff like that. But if you really want to try and make money on the Super Bowl, you know, sometimes you got to lay numbers to do that. Yeah, I think the the other one in this kind of just is it's an add-on basically to your second point there is, is just make sure that you're telling a story with all of the props that you bet and that you're not contradicting yourself somewhere along the way, right? Because you sometimes you can start firing on these props and then you make it to where you can almost not be profitable because you have so many differing ways for things to go that they're actually working against each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so be sure that you are correlated and telling yourself a story with all of your prop bets and you're not just firing things that if this happens, there's no way that this could happen. It's very unlikely that this could happen if this happens. And then you find yourself at the end of the day and you go, how did I make 40 bets and I won 20 of them and lost 20 of them? And that's because basically you were working against yourself. Coming back here on Final Countdown. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the football's big game, VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99 American. The VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recaps of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. You get our tools like the betting splits. You also get deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season. And we're going to get our experts to break down the brackets, the best bets, and the big game props as well. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe today for this offer of just $9.99 American. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. $1,536.16 Jamaican dollars. Oh, Jamaican have do- Jamaicans have dollars. Apparently learn, they learn, do. Learns, you know who else has dollars? Canadians, and it's thirteen thirty-one for our friends up north. I know they are wondering well, what it's going to cost them to become a Visa Pro subscriber. There for makes it seem like it's cheaper in Canadian. Yeah, I mean, I know seriously, yeah, thirteen thirty-one. He is the chief content officer over at FTN Fantasy. You can find him over on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant. He is Mike Randall. Mike, thanks for joining us, my man. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Exciting time, right? A lot of t- sports going on. It's fantastic. Are you what 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 percentage are you giving to Super Bowl handicapping? Giving to college basketball? Giving to if I don't know if you do golf, I don't know if you do hockey. What 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 is the kind of the breakup of the pie here? Oh, it's it's head on a swivel right now. But it's <laughs> NFL and it's college basketball. Those are the mm-hmm. two main. We have NBA. We have everything covered. But right now, college hoops is hot. We have the one week reprieve, and of course, all a ton of Super Bowl content coming out. FTN. We'll be ready to go for the big game. So starting here, let's start with the Super Bowl. We've been talking about it basically all show long, and so we have sitting about a point and a half, pretty much across the board here. For the Eagles, 50 and a half the total. Though there is one 51 rest of country out there if somebody is looking to to play under on this game. I uh, know this isn't in here as one of your official plays, but if you know had to play, are you laying it with the Eagles or are you taking the points with the Chiefs? No, at this point, I think I'm going back with the Chiefs because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of doubt. You know, Hurts, I still think he's banged up, guys. I was able to hit, hit his under on his rushing yardage in that last game. I don't think he's 100%. I mean, the Eagles have been dominant. I get that. But, I mean, their strength of schedule has not been fantastic. And I'm getting Patrick Mahomes here as an underdog. I'm getting plus money on Patrick Mahomes. I think they've had a rest to figure some things out here. Andy Reid ball, we're excited. But right now I'm leaning towards the Chiefs as the underdog. So in terms of the Chiefs, then we've kind of been talking a little bit about the player props and maybe the distribution of touches here for the Chiefs. For them to win, you know, Mahomes obviously has to be the best player for them, but who do you see being kind of the guys that stand out from a supporting cast standpoint in terms of the rushers or the receivers? 
Yeah, it's very excited, guys, to see Isaiah Pacheco get involved in the receiving game in their last matchup here. Dynamic runner, great speed from Rutgers, and he's known as sort of a plotter, but he's actually been involved in the receiving game, which I think is critical because the receivers are banged up. He can do a lot in the open space. He can run people over. He, run, he runs angry, and they've really been very effective with him going up the middle. So I think Pacheco, McKinnon obviously has been the focus, but I like Pacheco getting involved here. Death taxes and Travis Kelsey, of course, you know he's going to get a big uh, Super Bowl performance in his last game at over 10 receptions, I believe. But I think that Pacheco is going to be heavily involved. They're going to try to run the ball, especially up the middle with their offensive line and Pacheco's angry style. And with the injuries of the wide receivers, don't be surprised if Pacheco continues his passing game involvement. Let's head over to college basketball where you have some plays in the account tonight. Let's start with Northwestern and Michigan. Yeah, I've backed Northwestern a lot this year, guys, and it's gone very, very well. I did not back them against Iowa in the last game earlier this week because I didn't like the matchup and they don't do well against Iowa. But in this game against Michigan, I am going back to them. I know it's their fifth game in the last 10 days, but I think Northwestern's defense is going to be fantastic. And, and the Wolverines, guys, what you look at the Wolverines, look at what they've done in conference play. Don't get skewed by the overall season numbers from the entire start of the year. They have not been great. Wolverines 9-11-1 against the spread, 4-5-1 against the spread in the Big Ten, and just 1-4 away from home. Northwestern defense is legit. They're number one in the Big Ten in turnover percentage, so they're going to get after you. Boo Booey, Chase Audige, and I don't think Michigan's done anything really great. They're under 70% from the free throw line, so I'm back Northwestern tonight, minus three and a half, even though the bets are coming in on Michigan. Mike, staying there in the Big Ten, uh, as a native Ohioan, it's disappointing to see what's going on with the Ohio State Buckeyes right now. They've dropped seven of eight here after beating Northwestern on New Year's Day. It uh, looks like you're trying to fade the Buckeyes again today as well. Well, you can answer me this. What has Ohio State done to instill any confidence in this line? Wisconsin was rolling earlier in the year, but then Tyler Wall got hurt, and they really struggled. But he's been back, and in the loss to Illinois, he got four fouls, had foul trouble, and they made a big push there, and then they just couldn't get over the hump at the end. Ohio State is last in two-point offense. They are terrible inside the arc. They shoot well from three guys, but they don't shoot a lot of threes. So I don't know why this number is so high, seven and a half. I think Wisconsin, with Wall completely healthy on the road, can absolutely keep this game close or even win. Ohio State has shown me no confidence. Bryce Sensible has been fantastic, but he's not playing big minutes, about 24 minutes a game, because he struggles on defense. No identity for the Buckeyes. I'll take the seven and a half with a disciplined Wisconsin team moving on the road. 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We have Florida Atlantic and UAB sitting right now. And that point and a half to two, you have to get a little juice to if you want to take the two with Florida Atlantic. 147 is the total. What do you like here? Yeah, I like Florida Atlantic. The question, guys, here is, is Jordan Jelly Walker, the elite player and scorer from UAB, going to play? He missed the last five games with a foot injury. The way that line is headed, I think he's going to play. But are we sure he's going to be effective? When healthy, 23.6 points per game. He had 21 points and was fantastic in the first matchup against Florida Atlantic. But they still lost by two. Florida Atlantic Owls are legit. Their defense is stifling. They shoot three-pointers. And they have the nation's longest winning streak at 20 games. I understand this is on the road against UAB, but with Jelly Walker questionable and maybe not at 100%, and Florida Atlantic just dominating and covering the number one team in college basketball, overall 15-4-1, I will take Florida Atlantic as an underdog here on the road. One more that you're looking at for tonight, Mike, as we go to the Pac-12, Stanford and Utah. What are you seeing in this matchup here in Salt Lake City? 
Yeah, can we take it easy with Stanford? I know they've won a few games in a row, but this trip, guys, to Utah is always difficult. Utah, Colorado, the double dip there, and Stanford hasn't been there for a few years. Stanford has been playing well lately, but they've been king of the little people. Utah really is pushing to get a third bid for the Pac-12 in the NCAA tournament. Right now, I think there's only two automatics. I can't even imagine that with the Pac-12 because they were doing well recently, but I think Utah gets this one at home. I think they run away and hide. They have dominated teams at home and played very, very well defense, three-point shooting. I think Stanford gives a little regression here because they're not very good. They've been hot, and now they're going on the road to one of the toughest places to play in the Pac-12. Talking to Mike Randall from over at FTN Fantasy. Mike, if we're looking at futures odds here, Houston is the favorite to win it all at 6-1. to one. Purdue at 10, Alabama at 10, Kansas at 12, Tennessee 12. So we're really kind of going through and looking at these. A lot of teams under that 25-ish mark whenever we're kind of looking at the futures odds. Do you have any future tickets in your account as we sit right now? And are there any teams you're kind of keeping an eye on? Yeah, I'm definitely, listen, Alabama still at 10 to 1 is fine. I know they got destroyed by Oklahoma, but no problem, guys. Did you see that bounce back against Vanderbilt? Not only are they shooting threes, but Brandon Miller could bring to this team what Carmelo Anthony did to Syracuse. Has been absolutely fantastic. I have no interest in Tennessee because I don't think they have enough scoring there to get, get through at the end. But a team I'm watching is Marquette and Kansas State, both at 40 to 1. You know, everybody expected all the money and bets last night was on Villanova. And what did Marquette do? They just snuck out with another cover. Shaka Smart has found a home there in Milwaukee with Marquette, the same type of vibe that he had at VCU. So you want to look at Marquette and Kansas State, who was fantastic. I know they lost to Kansas, but they still still scored a ton of points at the Fog, which is not easy to do. Those are some long shots you keep your eye on, certainly with a Big 12 team and with Shaka, who's already shown some March uh, magic. He could do it again at Marquette. You can find him on the Twitter machine at Randall Rant, his great work over at FTN Fantasy. He is Mike Randall. Mike, thanks for the time today, man. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks. Good luck. So do you have any futures uh, in in your account currently? No, I don't. I mean, look, I I think that, first of all, it's really draw dependent, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because if you've got a team like Alabama, everybody loves Alabama, right? Understandably so. They shoot the three incredibly well. They're a top five, top ten defensive team. But if they run into a team that defends the three well, has a lot of length, can get out there on the perimeter, Alabama can have one bad shooting game, and that's it. They're done. Mm -hmm. So I like, at this point in time, because I spent so much time with college football and the NFL, didn't really start in college basketball until about the second week of December, really not a ton of futures equity for me at that point in time to tie things up long-term. But then I'll start to look for, and I'd really love to do this, we have conference tournaments coming up here in about 25 days when the first one actually goes off. They're really small conferences. I like to bet those from a futures standpoint mm-hmm. because you don't have to tie your money up for as long. You can still find some good values. You can find good money line rollover opportunities, which is something I like to do for conference tournaments. So I typically like to hold off until then. And then furthermore, for the NCAA tournament, you can get some of these prices or even better once the draw comes out mm-hmm. on a lot of these teams. So at this point, to me, it's just kind of about waiting. And that's something where unless you're going to grab, you know, triple digit shots that gradually gain some equity uh-huh. as the season goes along. I think it's just hard to invest in a futures market, you know, 12 to one, 14 to one type teams to tie it up for, you know, I mean, at this point it's only another seven, well, another eight, nine weeks, but some people do it in like November. Yeah. To me, I think it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I think at this point, if we waited this late, if you want to get one of these teams that you think might could get hot and they're sitting at, you know, where 65, 75, 85 or something, and you don't want to wait for that number to plummet because they win five, six games in a row. Okay, I, I I can like I can get there with that, but yeah, I'm with you. At this point, might as well just wait on the draw to come out before yeah. we 
before we deal with anything. We'll update the golf. The AT&T Pro-Am is going on right now. Do I have any guys at the top of the leaderboard? Can you tell how excited I am? Uh, I don't, just if anyone was wondering. But we'll let you know. Maybe you do whenever we come back. Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network. The big game means big plans for VEASAN. VEASAN will be in the middle of the action and broadcasting live from Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona with athlete and celebrity interviews. We're going to get our experts to break down the game. You won't want to miss any of this coverage. Huddle up and watch Follow the Money, Lombardi Line, VEASAN Final Countdown, and VEASAN Primetime all live from Radio Row starting next week. And if you want to head over to the website, you can get the betting splits, expert picks, and the big game props at vsin.com. That is vsin.com. Heading down on Wednesday after the show. I'm going to uh, get in a nice little dinner, get some steak in me. I'm going to check out the golf on Thursday morning before I head down to Radio Row to, uh, to do the show. So going to see some waste management open going on down there. First elevated event, you know, the first elevated version of the waste management open. So it'll be all the stars. Everybody will be down there. So looking forward to to everything that goes on. And, uh, you know, listen, we're going to have all these. We just said, what do we have? Like celebrity, athlete and celebrity interviews are coming. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Sounds like a good time. I'm jealous. Would you, wouldn't you say, though, that an athlete is a celebrity? Like, wouldn't you say that? Like, wouldn't you yes. say wouldn't, it would just kind of be just celebrity interview? I, I, I guess, guess not yes always. I no, guess like right? a second team, like a, like a backup isn't really a celebrity. Like he could walk through this casino and nobody would even right. like blink an eye or something like that. So that's, that's why we have to do that. Okay. I well, think that's fair. I will, I, will, I will be sure if one is on the desk with me, I'll say like, hey, you're going to be in the athlete category and not the, not the celebrity category because like you're not famous <laughs> enough to be celebrity. So you're just an athlete. Now joining me on the desk is athlete and then whatever, and then I'll do that as opposed to celebrity. <laughs> if they're famous enough to be both, I will say athlete and celebrity. I think it makes sense. Person, blah. You know, hopefully Joe Burrow's coming down there. He's going to sit down on the desk with me for a while. He's just going to hang out. Yeah, for like, for, we're just like seven segments. You know, like, I'm just going to be like, hey, man, do you got, can you hang out for seven segments? Hey, like, I can't. He's got nothing else going on that week. Yeah. He'll be like, no, I can't. And I'll be like, no, man, you can hang out for seven segments. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Just come on. Hang out. Come on. Yeah. No big just deal. talk about LSU the whole time. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm going to trust me. I will play that card if he's, if he's down there for sure. <laughs> So we uh, got some other stuff that we are looking at from a prop standpoint. We have the we talked about the quarterbacks a little bit yesterday, but we didn't really get into any of the other positions. And I do want to look. So like AJ Brown, for example, is sitting five and a half receptions, and receiving yards are sitting at seventy two and a half. And I guess it comes down to again, we have to take into multiple accounts into this as to do you think the game's going to go this way? Do you think that whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, like, yeah, all that is getting weighed in with this. But when you take a look at A.J. Brown and sitting at, at five and a half receptions, the over, of course, you're getting a little bit of plus money. So, you'd have to get six for you to get some of the plus money there on him. Average right at that over the course of the season. In your idea, you know, if, if you're running this sim in your head a hundred times, in the sim in your head, the game state, does that come out to A.J. Brown being a, Big, big role for the Eagles, kind of just a normal role for the Eagles, or do you see it come out where he is actually more of a decoy than anything else, and it's like Goddard and Smith that are actually the the guys? Well, I wrote a piece over at VEASAN.com comparing the prop lines to the season averages for these players, and then also kind of looking at 
you know, what they did in the lead up to the postseason, right? And for AJ Brown, look, I, I mean, I I get it. You know, seven mm-hmm. catches for 50 yards on 14 targets in the last two games, but we talked about it already. The game state, like Philadelphia didn't have to throw the ball. Yeah. I, I'm assuming Philadelphia has to throw the ball here in this game. And AJ Brown over his last six games of the regular season, 110.8 yards per game on 35 receptions. So low volume, but big plays. And something that Adam Levitan mentioned earlier on in the show is that he thinks you can beat this Chiefs defense, this Chiefs secondary down the field mm-hmm. a little bit. So the more I start thinking about the game and the fact that Hertz is going to have to throw, yes. like he's just going to have to at some point, I think. A.J. Brown, to me, is profiles as the guy that could have a couple of big explosive plays here in this one. So as I'm starting to think about putting together my prop portfolio, mm-hmm. I'm thinking A.J. Brown may be a fairly big part of it. Yeah, whenever I look at this, I think that for me, when I'm looking at the A.J. Brown stuff, I'd be more inclined, and, and this changes per player, but like I'd be more inclined to play yardage mm-hmm. than I would be receptions because I think he is the type of guy that could still get there for you on three or four catches in, in or five. Even. You need six to get to the over on this prop, right? So like, I think he he's with the big play ability that he has, with the yards after catch stuff that he can do, I think he could get you to the yardage standpoint on four catches, five catches. Right. And and I'd, I wouldn't want to be disappointed that I'm sitting here looking at a game line of, you know, four catches for 110, you know, or whatever, and, like, I didn't get there on this on the six mm-hmm. reception. So, from, from the way that he profiles to me is more of a yardage guy than an actual reception guy. Right, I agree. And I yeah. think that the opposite then would be true of somebody like Devontae Smith. Yes. Where it's like that's a guy that you could throw, you know, quick tunnel screens to or something like that, or maybe he even – goes in motion, you just kind of throw him a swing pass as an extension of the running game, kind of keep the Chiefs honest, kind of get them defending sideline to sideline, something like that, where he may have six catches for mm-hmm. 56 yards, something like that. I think Brown is kind of the home run hitter, and Devontae Smith is sort of a singles hitter, you know, just to kind of draw yeah. from a baseball analogy. Whenever we look, and we actually talked about this yesterday on the program, and it is already starting to kind of ring true here, is I said if you like Travis Kelsey – overs you need to go ahead and you need to bet those now it was 78 and a half yesterday on his receiving yards it is now 79 and a half over at DraftKings it's only going to continue to rise this is not going to be anywhere in the 70s this might even get into mid 80s before it's all said and done people know Travis Kelsey he is a name brand and trust me when I tell you he is not the guy that anyone is coming in and betting unders on Adam we talk about like the what the general public wants to bet overs anyway they certainly don't want to bet an under on Travis Kelsey and so one of the ones I would highly highly recommend betting early is if you did want an over on Kelsey and if you want an under I'm being dead serious wait until you know the day of the game because this is going to be one way in in the direction of over and I mean I think you I think when it's all said and done you might be able to get 83 and a half 84 and a half if you want an under it wouldn't surprise me if the thing moves another four or five yards the thing that really concerns me regarding Kelsey is, I mean, his longest catch in the AFC championship game was 16 yards. You know, he's mm-hmm. not really creating a ton of explosive plays here. He's obviously getting a ton of attention yeah. with the injuries you know, that the chiefs have and just kind of the way that their offense runs. This is a scenario where I could see him having eight or nine catches for, you know, probably, if he has eight or nine catches, he still goes over his receiving mm-hmm. yards, but like eight or nine catches for like 90 yards, something like that, where he probably ends up going over both, but you know, still, it, it's one of those things to me where, as you said, if you want to bet the under here, you've got to wait on this. And I'm just kind of waiting for, like, Travis Kelsey to 
come up lame after his first catch, <laughs> and then we get the the same game parlay refunds on him. It's it's going to happen with somebody. Look, look, there here the one of the interesting things too is just we talked to Johnny Avello. They're going to run live props, mm -hmm. right? So you guys, rest of country, you're going to be able to bet live prop numbers, right? The one thing that I think I would be in on, and again, I'll actually be down in Arizona, so I will be trying to look for this this scenario to play out. If there's at least a little bit of a slow start for Kelsey in this game, and this number gets into the 50s or something like that, then I'm going to come in very, very heavy on the over. There is not going to be – there's. It will not be. It will, be, it will not be for lack of trying. Now he might not have a big game, and he might have. A, he is going to end up getting the targets. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to go to his guy in this game. I can assure you of that. Now they might not equal catches. They might not equal yardage, and that's just kind of the stuff we have to do when we gamble. But if for whatever reason they stumble on the first couple of drives, and we start to see that thing tick down, he doesn't even have a target or whatever it is in the first two drives, and now we're getting a discount of 15, 20 yards, whatever it might be. Uh, that would be the time for me from a live perspective to come in on Kelsey because I just don't imagine any way in the world unless they are just full-on triple-teaming him or something every play that Mahomes isn't going to pepper him with targets at some point throughout the course of the game. Well, and if they get off to a slow start, specifically yeah. that Mahomes and Kelsey connection, is Philadelphia up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, something like that to the point where then they're going to have to throw. Mm -hmm. you, know, you think about the game where they lost to Tampa Bay. Mahomes threw 49 times in that game, and they lost 31-9. to Kelsey had 10 catches on 15 targets for 133 yards because all they could do was throw to try mm -hmm. and get back into that game. If they run into a situation where Philadelphia makes them one-dimensional by being up you know, 10-0, 14-0, something like that, 17-3, then that's a scenario where, I mean, you know, are the live traders able to – evaluate that situation to the yeah. same degree that we are as betters yep. because they're going to be trying to update props on everybody. Now, of course they're going to pay more attention to Kelsey than somebody else, but that is something where, you know, it's not an algorithm, but it's still somebody trying to balance a lot of different things all at once. And if you take a look here, guys, there's also a tab that you can get to alternate receiving yards and alternate rush yards and things like that. And, and so when we take a look, if you believe if, if in your sim that you run in your head multiple times, A.J. Brown more times than not goes nuclear in the game, like 125-plus receiving yards on A.J. Brown's 5-1, to one, right? I mean, you're getting like plus 500. If you think that, oh, no, they're going to put all the attention on A.J. Brown, this is going to be a Devonta Smith game. Like 100-plus yards for, for Devonta Smith is, is plus 350. 125-plus is 7-1, to one, right? Like if he just goes absolutely berserk in the game. So you can even bet these alt lines if you again have a have a scenario that is played out in your head repeatedly and you can go ahead and follow through with that by betting accordingly. You don't have to stick to just the line that they give you. That's an excellent point. There's there's just so much available for this game that you've got to shop around and look at all the different tabs to find the best lines. We'll look at some more props here on the other side as we close things out. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Next weekend be the last weekend of football in Bet Rivers Online Sportsbooks, the place to be. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house. If your numbers in your square match the final score of the game you win, restrictions do apply. So head over to BetRiversquares.com for full terms and conditions. Phrasing stuff. Producer stuff. Phrasing. Sometimes so, we got to work. On I have to ask, not yes. to hijack the segment. No, no, go right ask. ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm very so, interested what you need to ask. Well, so before I took the job at Visa, before I moved out here, I went uh-huh. to a Super Bowl party with my dad every year, okay. and he'd spent an obscene amount of money on squares. Would sometimes win them, would sometimes mm-hmm. not. Obviously, it's kind of more of a party thing than yes, you know, expecting it from a sports book. But that since I'm here, best Super Bowl food at a party. I mean, I think you really can't go wrong just with the generics that everyone's going to eat no matter what and doesn't turn down. So, I mean, like, if you just get, like, rows and rows of various types of pizza, I think you're pretty much pleasing, like, 90% of mankind. Because you can even get just cheese pizza and people who don't eat meat can eat whatever. You're, 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 it's a very wide swath of people that can just enjoy various forms of pizza. That's fair. Boring, but it's fair. It's boring, but, it, but I, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like, if anyone walks in the door and we had 10 different types of pizza on here, there's most likely one that somebody would it would tickle their fancy, you know? That's fair. I don't know. I'm, I'm a big buffalo chicken dip guy. 
But see, that's gonna you're you're eliminating all kinds of people with that. No, some people no, that I, don't like I spicy don't, food. Some people that don't eat I'm meat. Not, some people that don't diplomatic. eat. Diplomatic. I understand. I understand. I see where you're going with that. If is I that, eliminate people, it's more of it that I can eat. Yeah, I mean, is there is there something because pizza isn't really like party food it's just food just in general so i mean yours is more of a party food you don't make buffalo chicken dip just like on a random wednesday no you know so no, like that, it is kind of a party true. so yours yours fits the criteria a little bit better because like, yours like is like a party pot food. meatballs exactly you don't yeah you don't make yeah. that on a random no, tuesday of like not. those and also, honestly those are those those, those are, are legit yeah mm-hmm. those are legit that might be that would be up there for just talking party food just in general or something i just like figured that. we hadn't hit on food yet and i know you and stormy seem to talk about food at least once in every episode so i, I wanted to make sure i'm sure hers uh, hers would be like cotton candy or something i'd be like what are you talking about <laughs> like, she's like don't you bring cotton candy makers into your parties i'm like no i don't bring cotton candy party ma- makers into my party she's like probably brings in like the whole little you know the little cart you know the little the whole thing like that it's kind of like the hot dog cart out here except it makes so it makes uh cotton candy I can't do cotton candy. It's just the stickiness. It's just, I can't do it. Not a big, not a, I, even as a child. So this is not like a, oh, it's because you don't like, no, it's as, even as a child, I was not a big cotton candy guy. It just never it gets all nasty all around your face. And so like you're talking about, you know, it's just, you can't, yeah, I don't, I agree. Yeah. It's horrible. All right. So we do have some games in the association tonight. If anybody is interested in getting in on the NBA games, we've got the Lakers and the Pacers, 710 Eastern. The Lakers are three point road favorites, 240 is the total, and no, LeBron is not going to get it done tonight in this one. Grizzlies and the Cavs. The Cavs are five-and-a-half-point home favorites. 222-and-a-half is the total there. 740 Eastern. Heat and Knicks. Heat are two-point favorites on the road. Over the Knicks, 216 is the total there. 810 Eastern Hornets and Bulls. Bulls are six-point home favorites. 237 the total, 840 Eastern Pelicans and Mavericks. We've got the Mavericks as four-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Pelicans there, 223-and-a-half the total. 910 Eastern, the Warriors and the Nuggets. Nuggets are massive, 12-point home favorites here over the Warriors. 232-and-a-half is the total, and this is one of those people are going to look and say, what are you talking about? The, the Warriors, and I understand this is something that will eventually correct itself, and, and it were, it's still a small, smallish sample size. They were without Steph for as long as they were and all that, but it, the home road splits for the Warriors are just unbelievable as far as how they play defense and their defensive rating and all the things like that, which is why we're looking at kind of what we're looking at here. And then 10 Eastern, we got the Clippers and the Bucks, where the Bucks are three-point home favorites there over the Clippers. 230 is the total there. Well, this is why I hijacked part of the segment mm-hmm. to talk about food because I do nothing with the NBA. I mean, when, there's, well, seven, when there's 74 college basketball games today. Yes. Yeah. So that that took up a little bit of my time. I was going to say, there's there's a bajillion D, like college basketball right. teams. And so to try and but, figure out what you're going to do. But I think it's important to, to talk about that for a second because it, you should prioritize yes. what you're good at or what you think you can be good at. You know, like, oh, for there, sure. There's so many people that just kind of spray stuff around on different things just because, you know, it's a TNT game or an ESPN game or something like that. Don't do that. Like, I understand people <laughs> want action, but just try to stick to things where you actually have a chance to possibly have an edge. Yeah. Oh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to just, you know, jumping into something that you're not paying attention to. I don't pay attention to the NBA, so I don't bet it. Yeah. And, and like, there's no shame in that either. That's right. one of the other things. Like, I think everyone, there is some sort of, there is some sort of something in sports better. So they feel like they have to know everything and feel like they have to be good at everything. And they have to be so incredibly well-rounded. And actually that can, that can get you in trouble more times mm-hmm. than not. Right. And like, if you're not putting in the time and effort to really look into a singular, I'm not going to say a singular sport, but certainly we all have our, 
we all have our thing, right? right? Like that we're that we consider to be kind of best at, and that might be a couple of different things, but certainly. I know where I'm weaker, and then I certainly know the stuff where I just need to stay away completely, right? And so I think that's a pretty good, pretty good thing that everybody can take from as we transition out of the NFL. That's like this is this is the right. time where people are going to be looking for that next thing, and that next thing might be, you know what? Just chill out for enjoy the life, smell the roses for a few weeks or something, you know, maybe mm-hmm. until baseball starts. Like if you're a baseball guy, you don't have to bet the NBA just because there's not there's not baseball right now and there's no football. Right. No, absolutely. And and look, I, my previous spots, I mean, I covered everything. I would write NASCAR previews. Mm-hmm. I'd write golf previews, all these different types of things. And I've noticed that my results and my handicapping are a lot stronger, not dedicating time to those things mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm covering them, I'm writing about them, I'm handicapping them, whatever. Like being able to have a little bit more tunnel vision helps, Yep. you know, because it helps you organize your thoughts. You've got more time. And not only that, like we do this for a living, yep. right? Like we, we handicap games, we break down sports for a living. People that have a nine to five or, you know, have a rotating shift, families, kids, all these things you have to, you know, tend to after work, before work, all that kind of thing. It's hard to find time in the day to handicap. So, you know, I think that's kind of an important thing for me, something that I always preach, even with college basketball, pick a few conferences and specialize. Like you said, there's no shame in not being able to bet 12 different sports. Just be damn good at, you know, two or three of them. And that's and that's how you make the most money, right? And when you do all at least that's the that. hope. That's, yes, at least that's the hope. As we head Speaking over, of being good at sports, how's yeah. golf going? Yeah, I'm looking over here. The AT and T Hank Lebiota is eight under. He's in the clubhouse actually at eight under. Uh, he played. Let's see. We're gonna figure out. Like none of these guys played Spyglass at the top of the board here. So Monterey and Pebble Beach seem to have played much easier than Spyglass today because the first guy from Spyglass is way down at T11. Everybody else either played Pebble Beach or Monterey. Hank Lebiota, eight under. Will Gordon is eight under. They're at the top of the leaderboard. Chad Ramey, Kurt Kitayama, and Harry Hall are all seven under. Now, Lebiota, Monterey, Will Gordon, uh, Pebble Beach, Chad Ramey, Pebble Beach, Kitayama, Monterey, Harry Hall, Monterey. Then you get into that next tier of six under guys, and it is... Monterey, 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 Pebble Beach, Monterey, Pebble Beach. So again, it's there's a definite, a definite uh, harder course today. Now I don't, we're in the middle of all of this, so I don't know if there's weather conditions or whatever it might be. Like we're, you know, we. we but don't it sounds have the like sound you've got homework here. tonight because you may find some in tournament prices. Maybe that, that so. May I mean, my guys, I'm trying to dig down here to find the first guy that actually. So I have a top ten on Joseph Bramlett, who's cur- currently T18. So I do have at least. That that's going for me, but outside of that, this is looking to get uh, pretty brutal unless somebody can go low tomorrow for me. I don't see, and I don't have another guy until till T thirty, Ben Griffin. So yeah, I don't have, I don't have another guy until T thirty. So you know whatever. It's one of those tournaments that is so incredibly hard for me because when you play the three different courses. Only only one only Pebble has shot link, so you don't have mm. any data from Monterey. You don't have any data from Spyglass, and so it's 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 real tough to handicap the. We talked about this on Long Shots Pod, which again you should go in, subscribe, rate, review, do all of those different things like that over on Veasan.com. Um, there is uh, certain tournaments where I'm going to have a much much lower monetary outlay, right? And like that, this is one of them, right? And so like even though there were a decent amount of picks or whatever. It's like basically like a quarter of the money that I typically put into play. Cause it just isn't for me. It's more of a crapshoot to turn, Wait, like which this. is an extension of what we yeah. just talked about. You know, I mean like you are a very, very strong golf handicapper. I know that I've listened to long shots, listened to you here on the shows, but you're very good at it. 
this tournament presents challenges that are kind of difficult to handicap. So you have to have that understanding, that self-awareness of, you know what? Like, if I'm handicapping the Super Bowl for the next two weeks, I'm not paying as much attention to NBA or college basketball mm-hmm. or something like that. This is a tournament that you struggle with. You know that. So you adjust accordingly. Then you'll be able to come back in future events and have more of your bankroll to play with. Yeah, and that's that's another thing that you can do, right? I mean, like, you can bet things, just bet them smaller. I mean, like, everyone, right. like, everyone like also feels like – that's why I hate the term, like – unit and whatever and all of that because everyone's always like oh you got to bet a unit or two units or three and it's like man it's just no but you can you can shrink things down it's perfectly fine like all these people get wrapped up in some of this stuff that i think is is really kind of pointless still sitting a point and a half in favor of the eagles though we are seeing a little movement on this total now a couple of books sitting at 51 so that money's starting to roll in if you do want the under wait we're going to get on the other side of 51 i promise you Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 